The majority of the reason that startups fail is uh, down to team dynamics. Um, and this was the cause of failure in, in more than two-thirds of the cases. Successful businesses are, uh, are built upon really solid relationships between the employees of these companies. And so online dating was uh, an obvious place to start. It's essentially a digital record of two people's search to find a good relationship. In this week's episode of the Hot Topics podcast, I sat down with the founder of Sabre, Alistair Shepard. Alistair started the interview by explaining how the company came to be, and this is its story. Well, it was a long journey. Um, it started two and a half, three years ago. Um, I was studying at Harvard Business School um, and was really interested by the research of Noam Wasserman, who is a professor there, who's written a book called The Founder's Dilemmas, which is, um, really un- unpicks uh, the reasons why startup companies might succeed or fail and, and what can trip them up. And, and his, his research fascinated me. Um, and I started digging into this a little bit more to try to find out what makes companies successful um, and whether we can use new data sources to sort of predict this uh, and anticipate it and therefore engineer better outcomes. Cool. So I, I believe you kind of looked towards online dating. We did. So, so his, his first sort of piece of research said that the, the majority of the reason that startups um, fail is uh, down to team dynamics. And that was either dynamics between the founders or dynamics between the founders and, and early employees. Um, and this was the cause of failure in, in more than two-thirds of the cases. Um, and so I wanted to sort of try to understand, you know, what are team dynamics, how do they work? And I was already fairly familiar with classical psychology and personality profiling, um, things like Myers-Briggs or, or Thomas International or Hogan or Belbin. And these, these tools are all very interesting um, but they're not particularly predictive. You can't predict the success of a company based on a personality test. Um, the other problem is that academics can't really agree on the right way to measure team dynamics or the right way to measure personality. There's a lot of different frameworks, and, and no one can really agree on what they are. So I thought, of, thought, well, maybe we can simplify the question. Maybe we can just predict a good relationship, because ultimately that's all we're trying to do here. Um, successful businesses are... Uh, are built upon really solid relationships between the employees of these companies. And so I wanted to find a data source that could help me predict the quality of relationships between people without these people ever needing to meet or know about each other. And so online dating was uh, an obvious place to start. It's essentially a digital record of two people's search to find a good relationship, um, albeit romantic, uh, but a relationship nevertheless. And so we looked for patterns uh, in the data of successful matches. And we define the successful matches. Two people who meet online and then close their account. Because in the highly transactional world of online dating, you've got a bunch of dates, but you keep your profile open just in case you meet somebody better. So when you close your account, what you're saying is, this person is significantly better than everybody else who I've met or dated or viewed or whatever. Um, and there were really clear patterns in the way that successful matches behaved online and answered particular questions. And so we sort of took that element from online dating and applied it to or combined it with some of the more consistent theories from academic behavior research. Things like, for a generic team, by and large, regardless of how you measure it, um, diversity is beneficial. I mean, there's lots of caveats to that, but that's the, that's the general premise. That's really cool. So you mentioned stuff about uh, testing yeah. and kind of the way that uh, HR departments would test. Do you see any problems with uh, you know, old psychometric methods of testing? Um, well, they've served us very well so far. Mm. Uh, the things that we test for are typically things like skills or experience, which are very easy to measure. 
they're also very easy to search for. You can go onto Google and search for everybody who has the skill of back-end developer um, or marketer. But you can't search for things like, has a good relationship with my boss. And so we've not really been able to uh, look at the things that really impact whether people get on well uh, at work and, and learn and acquire new skills. So the way that the current assessment world works is very much focused on the individual and stuff that is easy to measure. Um, but we know from experience that actually um, a person's ability to learn and acquire new skills is more based upon their relationships with their peers, their colleagues, their boss, than it is based upon the skills that they arrived at the job with. And so now we're trying to um, add to the current. We're not trying to replace the current assessment process. We're just trying to add to it and give that rich depth that we really look for when we have lengthy interview processes. Perhaps we can do that using data without having to do 10 interviews. Maybe we can just trim it down to one. Yeah, because I, I've got friends who are kind of, well, they were in the process of applying to big sort of graduate schemes. Yeah. And I remember, you know, they have seven, eight different interviews. You know, you've got three different types of tests at the beginning. Yeah. You have two partner interviews and then a final run interview. Yeah. More like that. So I guess if you could cut that down, that would yeah. be... And uh, so many of these interviews are around culture fit. Mm. You know, they say, we're really looking for a, a good culture fit at this company. The problem with that statement is that often companies don't know what their culture is. They might define it as, you know, hard work, um, quality. But these are aspirational cultures or aspirational goals. They're not things that they have measured and said, one of our really uh, strong sort of values here at this company, having spoken to everybody and done a good psychoanalysis, is that we value quality. They've just said, we want to value quality, and so we're going to assess for that. But then in the interview, the way that you would assess for that is the individual interviewer knowing whether they have personal chemistry with the candidate. And that doesn't translate very well for the candidate when they get into the business. What if that candidate is not going to be working with the person who interviewed them? What if they're going to be working with a team of 20 who are very far removed from the HR department? And that's where the problems come in. And so what we're trying to do is make this process or give the people doing these interviews way better tools to do their job. Yeah. So in terms of uh, the application of this to, to startups and new businesses like that, obviously they have a, a you know astronomical failure rate. Yeah. Do you think that is down to the people behind the business? Looking at all of the research, it's it's crystal clear. It's down to the people. Now there's there's a whole range of reasons why a startup might fail. You know, uh, they run out of money. They've got bad product market fit. They've got a bad idea. Uh, but these things are all derivatives of the team. So product market fit is a great example. The whole purpose of a startup is to find product market fit. Now, product market fit isn't something you invent. It's something that you iterate on until you find it. And let's say you and I had to work together um, as founders of a company. If we kept disagreeing and our personalities really clashed, we would bring huge inefficiency to this process of iteration. Mm. Every time you suggest an idea, I'm going to reject it, and we're going to go around in circles a little bit too much. If you and I have a great relationship, that doesn't mean to say that we'll agree on everything, but at least we'll be able to make decisions quickly and iterate until we find product market fit. So yes, failure rate is down to relationships, but it's hugely overlooked because when people found a company, they find people who share their vision and their excitement for what they're doing, and they forget to ask, could I actually work with this person? Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine you, know, you, have, you have this big idea, but mm. it's, it couldn't often be an oversight for people that you employ. Huge oversight, yeah. huge oversight. And, and it's because it's hard. Mm. You know, it, it's not just people are lazy. It's very difficult to do, um, and it's time-intensive. And, and one thing we very rarely have in, a, in you know, modern, busy lives is time. Yeah. Um, and so asking people to take the time, they often shortcut. 
So hopefully this tool will, will give them back the time. Yeah, I'd imagine as well, for kind of first-time founders, it would be a really useful tool. Indeed, yeah. first-time founders, small teams, but really where I see the big application is in large enterprises. This is where you've got thousands of people or hundreds of thousands of people, um, and your problem is you know, I- intensified. So as a, as a founder, yes, it's critical that you get the right people in, otherwise your company might die. But in large organizations, not understanding the structure of your organization or how the relationships work and how the networks perform that you have built and designed within your organization, that's an inefficiency that really slows down large enterprises. And what we're enabling them to do is, is use new data um, and new tools to understand it very deeply, but also implement new, new structures, new strategies very easily. Mm. Have you used it in the makeup of your company? Yes, we used it religiously. Um, and you're happy? So and are you happy with your, your team? Thrilled. I mean, they're, they're just the best people to work with. Yeah. They're really, really good. I mean, we have a lot of debate. We challenge each other a lot. You know, it's not sort of sunshine and roses. Um, but the level of debate is excellent. It's really high quality, and we're all looking for a solution. We respect each other, and we can arrive at decisions that might otherwise take a poorly performing team or, or a team with poor relationships weeks to arrive at. We're able to arrive at it very, very quickly. Um, interestingly, before we, before we finished our algorithms, um, we hired a couple of people, uh, and they weren't quite right, and we had to let them go. And then when we finished the algorithm, we used that to hire every single future person, and so far they've been, they've been superb. Yeah, it would be a problem employing at the early stages on an algorithm that didn't quite work. Yes, <laughs> yes. We, we eat our own dog food. We even <laughs> use it on our investors. Um, uh, so, yes, we, we, we use it religiously. You've been listening to the Hot Topics podcast. For more content, including live events and videos, visit hottopics.ht.